0: Filippo Chielli said, The culture of the atelier translates into a school seen as one big laboratory or workshop, where the atelier is like a large sounding board from which ideas come and to which ideas go. Our guest today has devoted herself to the study of the potential of the atelier. She inspires our transformative thinking with questions such as how does investigation become research? How does display become documentation? How does a space become an environment? Join us as she brings to life what it means to be awakened to Reggio. Our guest today is the owner, founder, and executive director of La School and the Center for the Culture of Creativity in Miami, Florida. Simonetta Cittadini's background in psychology, education, and art has supported herself and the school in the understanding of the Reggio philosophy. has had a direct collaboration with Reggio children since the year 2000 and has had the fortune of collaborating with and learning from Amelia Gambetti, one of the foremost names in the Reggio approach. Simonetta is the president of the Florida Reggio Collaborative and was a founding member of NARIA, She has authored several articles and publications and is a consultant for schools in the U.S. and abroad. She has brought both the 100 Languages of Children exhibit and the Wonder of Learning exhibit to Miami, which is no small undertaking. I'm so excited to hear about Simonetta's experiences in her study of the Reggio approach and the creation of her world-renowned educational center. Welcome, Simonetta.
1: Thank you. Hello. I'm so happy to be here with you. Uh, I'm so excited
0: to, to get to hear all about your school and your experiences today. So why don't we start from the the place I always like to begin, which is tell us about your journey with the Reggio approach. And, and as you're talking about it, a lot of people use this term Reggio-inspired. Maybe talk about what does it
1: mean to you to be Reggio-inspired? When we begin to think about who we are and the story of L'atelier. It is extremely interesting because we were born as an atelier before we met Reggio. And we were a workshop, an art workshop for children in Miami. One day, I went to the library at the University of Miami. I think I was in search for inspiration. And I said, let me pick one journal, one book, and let's open and let's see what comes up. I had moved from Italy because I lived in Italy nine years before that, and I was new to the city here. And when I open, I am in front of the article written by Lella Gandini
0: hmm.
1: called The Hundred Languages of Children. And they speak about this approach in Italy that has an atelier embedded in the entire article. And I say, how come? What is this? I am Italian. I don't know about this. I have an atelier. There is an approach to education that has the concept of atelier inside. That was it. Two months later, I was in Reggio Emilia uh, at the Diana School, and that's when I met Carla Rinaldi. When I think about, you know, our journey with Reggio, and I think about how it came to be through the years, and I was talking about September 2nd, 1996. Because we called and we said, uh, my dad actually is the one that called and his secretary. He was the CEO of Locatelli. Locatelli is the Parmesan cheese factory that today is the international center, Loris Malaguzzi. And his office was in the office of the international center today. Wow. Back in 1996, when we called and said, you know, we would like to go visit, no one knew. I, I didn't know. There was already in the city some conversations about those big warehouses where my dad worked as a CEO of the Locatelli to become eventually the um, international center. I think that maybe that incredible coincidence uh, made it even possible for us at that time to meet at the Diana School. And uh, I met Carla, that was the, pers- the first person uh, that I entered in contact with. So I met, I am here at the Diana School with Carla Rinaldi, the teacher, uh, not Vea Becky, the de she wasn't there. in it's September 2nd and it was before school opened. And I'm inside this school and I see I recognized something and I said, this is an atelier. So my first, let's say impact was that a school was an atelier and I was there with my parents and my husband. Uh, my mother is an artist. My dad and my husband are engineers and economists from another field. But we were there in this awe of the beauty that a school could be an atelier. Wow. Or that an atelier could be a school. And I think that very big first feeling has followed me through the years as we build our identity. Immediately, when I came back to Miami, I shared with the parents, the parents that were in the atelier workshop about the big news that, look, there is a system of schools that is public, by the way. That has the concept of the 100 languages embedded. And this is when we took the launch and we transform the workshop into what today is Latelier School. I think that since the beginning, uh, we invested, I invested personally in uh, learning, in professional development. Our timeline, when you enter our school and you look up in the plaza, you see these pictures of all the encounters and meetings with Reggio, in all of their conferences, winter and summer, uh, traveling through the US and meeting who then became my NARIA colleagues. The first school that I visit after Reggio was um, the Model Early Learning Center and I met Jennifer Anzaretti. I don't even know if she remembers that that was in 1997 and it was a fantastic coincidence and, and I would say relation because really what I saw at the MELC and what I had seen in radio and what was happening in my mind and in our atelier was beginning to become, you know, important.
0: Can I ask you so,
1: about the, con- just to interrupt for one
0: second about the um, the concept yes. of the atelier that you had begun before you even knew about this yeah. Reggio approach, what, What were you discovering as you started doing your research and thinking that shifted your understanding of what an atelier could possibly be?
1: So the atelier, l'atelier was born as an atelier with the intention since the beginning to be a space that will be ethical, aesthetics, a space open to... I will call it discovery at that time, not research Hmm. at that time, you know, a space that would have the opportunity to not be set by time. And I would absolutely not create a system of art class. It is not an art class. So we had big ateliers of three hours, let's say with children would come and we began with really one child once a week. But they will come for a moment, a spacing time of two hours, three hours, where we had already the, the availability of the materials, maybe by categories, maybe by color, maybe by, you know, textures, not yet called language. But since the beginning, we knew that we didn't want to be run by time. We didn't want to be forced to have a classroom. We didn't want to have a curriculum of art. It was really a concept of atelier. I also was born in an atelier. My mom is an artist in my house. I've always had an atelier. I studied in different schools and the word atelier has been, I think one of my first words because I studied in different schools and I spoke French my entire life. So that I think is kind of the heritage, the big patrimony that I take from my childhood of having that word that is international, but not so well known in the US when I came here to Miami. In Spanish, in Italian, in Portuguese, and in French, which are the language that I speak, that word is very common. This, I think, was one of the big concepts as we began as an art workshop. When we met Reggio, we already had this, this I would say, important concept and values of the kind of atelier we wanted to be. But then we united to the idea that a school inside that atelier could be possible under certain let's say values and this is why i never studied education hmm. i didn't want to study education i did not want to have one more school in the world one more you know opportunity for children to have to become followers you know hmm. um and i think um my life and my profession cannot follow each other. In fact, I don't call it my professional life and my personal life. I think that my work and my existence in my atelier, l'atelier school is really what my life is. And I think that the school has taken the identity of this person and then became persons that really breathe and live uh, what we believe in. So I don't stop being, let's say an atelierista at 6 p.m. and I begin again on Monday morning. I think my home and my life and my explorations in the world, in the community, nature, and in different aspects you know, that are, interest me are all inside of my work and vice versa. And my work always is with me when I go, you see. So I think that this was something that uh, uh, became an interesting re- revelation the revelation that an atelier and a school could really meet somewhere. And What did that look like in the early years? Well, it looked like when we opened, it looked like a school with classrooms and an atelier in the center. So the difference, I would say, maybe with other schools in the U.S., is that we were born as an atelier since the beginning. We were inspired by the values of the languages, now called hundred languages. Since the beginning, so when we tried to make a school, we we had the identity of the atelier inside of our DNA. So even little by little, the time. Awesome. But it looked like the school of the doing. We would do things. The school of the experiencing, right? So we would try. We will. We have a personality of riskers, so we risk and we try with materials. And then uh, the teachers that uh, began to arrive through the years that still work at Atelier and have really contributed to uh, the building of a very strong identity are still here and began back there. So we learn and we live together. I'm talking about Ana Pineda and Isabel Coles and Amanda Rodriguez that, you know, Join me, but then it became a we. So since the beginning, we moved and we switched from the I to the we. And this is a battle that I continue to, to enforce. I call it battle because we have the tendency as humans to go back to my class, my space, my shelf, my material, to the concept of we. And the concept that an atelier, it really, and we discovered this through the years, a brain, it's the engine in the center of a school. It is the space and the place where eventually through the years we could begin to call it research. And I would say that when we met Amelia, we gave value very, very clearly to the words and we say the right word at the right time. And she would say, yeah, but you cannot call it research, you can call it investigation, you can call it discovery, but research that's another thing. Tell, you know? us what, tell us what she meant by that. That sounds really amazing. <laughs> well, or or documentation. Oh, but documentation, that's a big word. You can call it organization of materials mm-hmm. or display, which it meant what is to document, what really is to research. And how sometimes we use these words that are keywords from the Reggio Emilia approach, that I don't know how much we give the time and the, the focus to really understand them and make it your practice in your work, even putting them in the center of your questioning so that it can become a real research of your research. So, what did it look like with Amelia? Amelia came to the atelier in the year 2000 after I would say uh, three years that we were at atelier already as a school and that we were doing things. We were creating, I will call it spaces, not yet environments. We will bring materials, you know. And when she walked in, she asked a very important question. And she said, who are you? Are you a school in Miami? What tells me that your school is in Miami, Florida? And that was the first bomb, you know, the first uh, treasure, key word, the key that she gave us to open the door of identity. And we began since the beginning to really invest in identity, school and atelier mean identity. And I think that one of the biggest lessons that she has brought is that one how the inspiration to the Reggio Miller approach really is an inspiration to your own identity and how you can build it through your research of what you're doing, who you are with your families, with your context, with your own self and your teacher, you know, uh, role or your atelierista role. It looked like I was just telling yesterday this uh, story to three new teachers that just joined us. And mainly I came in, in a room, in a little corner, there was a rainbow hanging up high and the rainbow was made by, of course the teachers, but the children had placed what the teachers want them to do. And the rainbow was made of perfect colors in an arch with perfect little squares of cut colored paper. And she said, what is that? Oh, there's a rainbow. Yeah, but why? And why question is everything, right. right? Yeah. And this is when we started or I started to play some big why font 500 papers around the school. So you will walk our school, it will be why, 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 why. And we began to really enter into the attitude of asking ourselves why, why this? And to have the attitude and the time to want to answer it. Fast forward, the rainbow in the next year, when she came back, was about lights on the wall, you know, collections of materials, natural collection of flowers and, and fruits and vegetables that could create. So it wasn't their stereotype way. So the big lesson at the beginning is why that? Why do you want, and in which way do you want to really meet? the rainbow, which is something that dissolves in your hands and in your eyes, you know? And in which way then could you find in your space or not find elements and materials that help you come closer to the identity of rainbow? Or maybe you need to think of other kinds of elements and materials that you haven't thought of because of the identity of rainbow. And this is how we began with identity, identity of Miami, Identity of people, identity of teachers, identity of the context that surrounds us, like rainbow, wave, sun, nature, the multiculturalism that our school is so distinguished by. About 45 or 50 different countries represented in a school year. And what did we do with that? So, who are you? Was, I think, the biggest and most important question that uh, continues to be with us after 22 years. Yeah, it's a never-ending question, right? Yeah.
0: Thinking about this idea of who are you and this ongoing questioning, I'm thinking about teachers who are newer to this kind of thinking and maybe sometimes asking a question like, well, okay, that's lovely, but how is that? Learning. Where does the learning piece happen? Could you take us into a classroom? Maybe some kind of process that happened that could help us understand the connection, the image of learning that happens connected in connection to this.
1: Yes, about identity. This uh, project, let's call it, that it's in a classroom. uh, It's something that we have always been very interested in understanding when does the project begin when does it end who creates it uh is it something that follows your identity within with the one of the school Uh, does it come from the children that come from you know maybe the summer this organization of the learning and especially learning from reggio you know to be ourselves to enter in dialogue with others to be open to collaborate and to be open to assess yourself and also to launch forward, to launch further, Hmm. to move forward, to see ahead, really took us to reinvent ourselves in the learning concept. In fact, we try to always use learning, not instead of teaching, but teaching and learning together always. So the strategy that we have learned to use also because of the many professional developments with Amelia is the one where in the summer, we dedicate time, and it's two weeks without children, of professional development so that we can assess our work first. Every presentation we have done since the years of Amelia 2000 begins with where do we come from? Who are we? What have we done? So we begin by assessing what has happened, both large picture, classroom, you know, or, or identity. Then we, together with the team, nothing comes from me down, we assess the experience and state which ones could be the possibilities of continuing research in the classroom. But we come up first with a big intentionality. So there's a big concept. For example, last year, the big concept was community. We have been away from our community for two years, both in pandemic or away physically because of the Zoom. And we noticed how much there was a movement in the parents of the school and families that some moved to other places, some didn't come back some came back and we needed to really focus on building community. Mm. I, I'm thinking almost redefining what it has been. Exactly. Yeah. Because we do have a sense of community, but there were a lot of new people. So could have we continue with the curriculum without looking at what was happening? No. So we put community in the center. Then when we have this big intentional concept In the two weeks meetings, each team of the classrooms, and we go from one-year-old to kindergarten, interprets what that could mean for the classroom, but also through the possible projects, research-focused projects that could take place. And we thought that by observing a big question that we have, what kind of school does the world need? instead of we are who we are and we're going to continue. The world, whatever happens, wars, global warming, doesn't matter. What kind of school does the working? So we take in consideration the, the, our assessment, the big concept that we're deciding to work in, community, but also then where are we in the world right now? What is important and what is our responsibility as a preschool? in front of this world because we are zero six by choice. We are the size of school of 85 family by choice. Yeah. Our intention has never been to franchise or to replicate ourselves. We don't think about that, but we have an intention to zero 100. Mm-hmm. And this is when the center for the culture of creativity comes. We thought that in the learning, the sense of community could be developed within nature, community, nature as a community, within the aspect of communication. I'm talking about talking, expressive languages, reading, writing, drawing, and the lack of communication. And within the aspect of constructivity, I'm talking about three dimensionalities, environments, construction of community, construction of new environments, new spaces. So we took these three topics, nature, community and constructivity as common researches of the entire school where the teachers inspired by the past always, but also intentionally relaunching further, proposed certain possibilities by prefiguring the experience so we did work on prefiguration and we launched we launched the year how did it look like it looked like the first month we did get to know get to know ourselves in our school so walking for an entire month around the entire school with the children with the families looking at the materials understanding where is the bathroom because children didn't know they were new they had forgotten where the kitchen was you know Impressive how this uh, pandemic related. Walking through the Center for the Culture of Creativity, understanding what is the school, what is the atelier, what is the classroom, what is the center. In October, we projected with parents. So classroom meetings where we sit with the parents and we propose the topic of nature. What do you think about it? Let's prefigure also with the families to be together walking into this idea instead of us just launching the project and going through germination, you know, pollination and all of these things that yes, are going to be part maybe, but are not the reason why. And like that, we launched the experiences. How did it look? It looked different in every classroom because we were very careful to listen to children, but sustain our thinking. So it's that dance that Amelia taught us to speed up, slow down, speed up. No, she will remember this because the first time we met, we were driving in a van. We're talking about 2001 maybe to Gainesville, which is about seven hours from here. And she will, I had just met her and she would say, speed up, speed up, speed up. And then slow down, slow down, slow down. And then say, Amelia, speed up or slow down? Oh, you have to do both, wow. and it's true. Yeah. At times you have to speed up, at times you need to stop and focus. And the classrooms and the ateliers began to develop different concepts and different you know, situations. In one specific case, in the, for example, in the class of the junior K, the four years old and five years old, the children were very, you know, and the teachers were very curious about what happens in the underground because we noticed that children, when they drew trees, they never drew roots. The tree begins at the beginning of the paper. And we were wondering a little bit about that. And we were wondering about these, these aspects that we have lived in life, which also have included very difficult life situations in the school death of parents, sicknesses, cancer. We have lived this life inside of the school. And that for us is cool. In which way the fact that there were not visible roots made us think about this nature that we observe and look from its beauty only, and not necessarily understanding the community that nature is, the functioning, the intelligence. And I think that this is where the project began to try to understand what happens underground. So there's this world of imagination that tells you about this magic, but there's also this world of real investigation to understand. And the center, the CCC, I think comes in as an opportunity to offer wider spaces, both physically and also mentally. So the roots became big, big skirts of the trees done outside of our, in our playground where we have 27 trees especially mango trees Mm -hmm. where we we created with the children with canvas big big skirts and the tree in the middle and the children began to redesign these possibilities and talk about the connections among trees and as they walked on the ground they could see and feel under their feet something was bumpy Mm -hmm. and field trips and you know Parents' meetings to understand, uh, staff meetings to project, go back, understand what kind of material. So, this is how the learning could look like. And it didn't end in May 27 when the school year ended. It is a patrimony. And we have been speaking very, very strongly about the patrimony of the school year. Mm -hmm. So, every classroom um, and every team of every classroom has created the concrete patrimony so that we can put into words and it's a book, it's a booklet, it's maybe a, a, a video tech talk that can bring us some keywords and some lessons of the moment because we are still flexible, you know, moving to solidify what happened this year to document it, to keep it somewhere in our shelf, in our classrooms, so that we can relaunch it again. Something that's living, that it, doesn't, it doesn't just Absolutely, yeah. it doesn't end. The way documentation should not be something, as Amelia says, every time begin at the end. Hmm. <laughs> she said it every time. Documentation is a live animal. It's a living organism inside of your classroom. But you have to really relinquish the power of being a teacher and saying, you know, I'm going to do everything perfect, beautiful for the parent meeting the night before. Uh, It's a living organism that embraces like kind of like an octopus, you know, that it's right there with so many ways. And it can be your book. It can be your book on the walls of a school where you are a writer and you can put yourself in that, that concept, you know, that is so, so interesting we were born as an art workshop atelier we became a school with an atelier inside and through the years we became a atelier with a school inside and now we opened the ccc in uh, 3 years ago 4 years ago but now we are shifting our identity once more in our 27th year to become A center for a culture of creativity with a school inside, Hmm. which means we're not just an atelier for zero six. We are a center we call CCC, which in Spanish means yes, yes, yes. Great. Brilliant. That is brilliant. And that yes, yes, yes has a story as well, which becomes a yes three times yes cube for the community for 0100, any kind of person, because creativity is not, in our point of view, art only. Creativity at L'Atelier is intelligence. And this is why with the CCC and with the school, we have been engaged in the research about seeing creativity as an intelligence. It is really our big question, our big uh, uh, topic that doesn't change through the years. Now I do nature, then I do... No, creativity and intelligence, it's really the central framework, frame of mind concept that we want to really develop as a mirror of what we have become since we met Amelia and Mm Regio through the years and that we continue to invest so that a school could look like children more and not children look like a school. Wow.
0: That is a very huge mind shift. I hear Amelia's voice so much through, through the kinds of things that you're saying and, and, you know, it really warms my heart always to think about what she, she, well, Amelia
1: is always here. Um, yeah. Pandemic, no pandemic. I think that Amelia lives in our walls and, uh, in our experience and it is something that we have uh, uh, we really have deep inside ourselves even the people that don't know her know about her because they can see traces of her you know here
0: so for Mm -hmm. teachers who are newer and and people who are not newer to this what would you say Mm -hmm. for as they move into this new fresh year how would you suggest that they bring themselves in in even a tiny new way that would move them forward?
1: Well, I would say the first thing is don't be new, be you. Hmm. Identity. At that moment, when the human being is born, at that moment, the quest for identity begins. And the, the role of the parent is to find out who that child how does he or she like it eat rest how do they how do they not what how so I would say give yourself the gift of enjoying yourself who are you then meet the child what a treasure and what a gift to meet the child having your intentions very clear your pedagogical intentions clear which means professional development So invest in professional development, invest in knowing who you are, invest in defining why are you a teacher? Why am I here today? Because if you have that question clear and you ask yourself why, maybe put some why's here and there that could help also. I think it could be the perfect match. You know, meet the child and meet yourself. Perfect match. Hmm. Then I would say learn by experiencing and go meet other people. Talk, go out in PD get out of your classroom if you want to grow. Don't fall into the idea that I don't have a light table, I don't have the funds, I don't have those. you have a t- you have children and you have a place where you can meet with them. you have all any excuse of the excuse of time, the excuse of money, the excuse, it's not valid. Simonetta, I'm sitting here
0: smiling though people can't <laughs> see me but I've been smiling. And every word that you've been saying, you've, you've spoken so beautifully and really given us so much to think about some big ideas, to think about Uh, this idea of what kind of school does the world need? You have really inspired us to, to think in new ways and to pay more attention, to think about the why. Mm. I can't thank you enough. This was amazing. And, and I just want to ask you a thousand more questions, but I'm going to let you go for today, but I really so appreciate this. It was really an honor
1: to meet you. Well, thank you so, so much. I mean, just telling the story and relieving this process now has been so, so special because it brings me back to how much tangible the experience is and how much Amelia has been a mirror to this tangible experience that we're looking for and the commitment and the honesty, you know, of the values. Uh, Not easy. Remember not easy, but so rewarding and so full of joy that I just want to thank you so much for inviting me and for always risking, risking entering dialogue with others, because I think that is the key to move forward. So thank you so much, Sandy.
0: If you would like to know more about my wonderful guests or the Reggio approach, please go to my website at sandylanesconsulting.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.